episode of Reality Speaks. This week we are starting a new series, simply titled, Why? There are a lot of things about the Christian life that people don't quite understand. Why do Christians live the way that they live, most especially those of the apostolic Pentecostal persuasion? What's up with that crazy level of praise? What's up with giving without question? What's up with holiness living in standards? What's up with that? Well, today we are going to tackle our first question of why, and that is, why worship? Uh, believe you will be enlightened by this episode, and hopefully it will answer some questions, and hopefully it will inspire you to live a life of praise. We are going to be discussing praise today. I'm going to start off by reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter number 63. Isaiah, chapter number 63, says, starting in verse number 1, believe it's Isaiah 61, not 63. It's Isaiah 61, verse number 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath set me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise, for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. and We thank you for all that you do, God. We pray that today you would reveal something deeper about who you are today to us. That you would help us to not just hear your word, but to do it also, so that we might be like a man who built his house on a rock, and not like one who built his house on a sand. In Jesus' name we love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are talking about praise and worship today. We are actually starting on a new series today, talking about... Just one word. Why? We're going to be discussing why it is that we do what we do. Uh, and in particular, uh, some of y'all may have seen the playlist that I shared on Facebook 30 minutes ago when I announced this episode. Um, and we were showing apostolic praise and worship. I picked out specifically songs sung by apostolic people. Most, but not all, written by apostolic people because there is something different about apostolic 
praise and worship. And uh, because of that difference, a lot of people ask, why would you do that? Why would you do what? Why are you acting like you act when you worship? Why are you oh, okay. acting like you do when you praise? Why are you doing this? And that's what we're going to be talking about throughout this whole why bit. We're going to be asking uh, later on, why would you give? Why devote yourself to ministry? Or why have the attitude that a Christian has? But this week we're talking about why praise? Why worship? Uh, so... What is just one reason uh, that we praise? That is what we read in Isaiah 61, verse 3. That's why I said Isaiah 63. Uh, to appoint to them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. What is the spirit of heaviness? Sadness. Depression, more accurately. More accurately, depression would be what it is. Spirit of heaviness is what brings on this heavy, hard to move, hard to get yourself going idea. Uh, actually, even we read when the disciples uh, were in the Garden of Gethsemane with Jesus, that Jesus began to feel heavy. They began to be heavy. That, and that's when the disciples ended up falling asleep and Jesus ended up having to fail harder in prayer. That's, But what does God give us to fix that? It's the garment of praise. So when we put on praise, when we begin to identify in praise, that is one of the powers of praise. That is why we do it. What's some other whys? Well, I like how it starts out. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That could be a why. Having the spirit of God makes you want to do stuff like that. Yeah, that is definitely one of them. Uh, there, there's a long list of these. There's no wrong answers. Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking. I was like, there, there's are not. You looking for a specific there, answer? I'm not looking for a specific answer. I'm looking for one reason, <laughs> just one reason that comes to your mind. Well, that was my first thing. Your first, first thing is when Jesus comes on you, when the Spirit of the Lord is upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. <laughs> Kid song we used to sing in Sunday school. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> uh, used to sing that in Sunday school. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of these here. Uh, interesting one, I, I'm i going to have to look to find it, uh, but it's in the book of Samuel. First Samuel, I believe. First Samuel says that um, David was on the run from Saul. He came into the temple, or not the temple, the tabernacle, and that when he went in there, he was trying to find some way to survive. He had no weapon with him because, well, he... He was on the run, and the king probably would have kept him from those things. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes into the temple, and the the prophet or the priest has no idea why he's there, but he says, "You wouldn't happen to have a weapon here, would you?" Well, um, not really. Uh, there's one here though, and it's behind the ephod. 
which was the garment of praise. Also, the weapon that was there was from one of David's past victories over Goliath. And so we actually have what Revelation ends up saying. These are they that overcame by the power of the blood and the word of their testimony. So, testimony, all that, praise is a weapon. The sword is behind the ephod. The sword is behind the garment of praise. And that's how we're going to overcome. Another one says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah, that's all in there. There's so much in there. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It gives us strength. It gives us uh, ability to go on. Uh, and there's so much there. Uh, also, we want life to be like it is in heaven. And the way that it is in heaven is that the angels are continually before the throne saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything else? What? Why do we worship? There's a lot of whys to worship. Well, because it, I mean, still branching off of the Spirit of God, it draws the Spirit of God to wherever you are. That's, while it's good that the church doors are open back up again and we can get in church and collectively come together and worship, and it may be a little easier to break through in a house full of worshipers than maybe alone in your room, because... That's just how how you may need it in that moment. Because sometimes you need to be by yourself and have a, a quiet breakthrough, but then sometimes it's good to be at church with other people who may be in the need of exactly what you need and you can get that collectively. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the things about praise in heaven and how it works is that they are all united in one purpose, and when that all comes together... Yeah. Uh... Another thing is, uh, I mentioned this a little while ago, what Brother Stone King said at uh, Youth Congress, I believe it was a few years ago. Uh, He said that there is a power in a shout because the devil is the prince of the power of the air. And when we shout, it literally shreds the air. What you're doing when you shout the name of Jesus or shout for the victory, that is literally shredding the air, shredding the devil's area of power there is power in a shout for victory I'm trying to find something specific right now that verse that I was talking about earlier Samuel? no no I found that one Isaiah? no the one in Revelation oh, testimony it the word of the testimony I don't believe they wrote testimony over- for me. I will find the overcomer. Overcome then, yeah. Yeah. The beauty of not relying on technology. Yeah, I will. But we are made overcome by the power of the blood and the word of our testimony. That is what the Bible does say. And, and they're the ones whose robes are washed white. They're the ones who's coming in as the army that will defeat the devil. And that is what we're looking to be someday. Yeah, that was it. By the blood of the Lamb. Word. Blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That's how we're going to overcome. It's unified. Yeah.
I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength, the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them for our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. The devil's come down to you having great wrath because he knows he has a short time. That's when he's going to know he has a short time is when all the saints come together, together to fight him. Yeah. With that praise and the testimony and the overcoming power. Um, you see, we are, that's all of this is summed up basically one way. Even overcoming the spirit of heaviness, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The fact that praise is our weapon and that we can overcome by blood and testimony. All of this comes down to one thing. Why praise? Because it's the same thing as when it says submit yourself to God and resist the devil. Because that's you praise. When you, when you are submitting to God and resisting the devil, that's all summed up as praise God. Because mm -hmm. what happens when we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil? He will flee from you. Mm -hmm. He will flee from you. Um, so, how's this work exactly? Praise. What does praise function as? How? What's this process come together as? The thing about praise is that it has a lot of benefits. It really does. All the things you've been talking about. The devil will flee from you. Um, it can, uh, the praise will get rid of the spirit of heaviness. All that's all well and good. But you, you can reap the benefits without doing it for the right reasons. But at the same time, those, re those benefits aren't going to last unless you are praising for the right reasons. And what the right reasons are is because you love God. And that's why we have so many people going to church and leaving and coming back and forth all the time because the people coming back and forth all the time don't have not fallen in love with God. They haven't fallen in love with Jesus and developed a true relationship with him. And that I feel like I've said this exact same thing in like a bunch of episodes because that's that's the core thing that people have to do to live for God really when it comes down to it. You just have to fall in love with God and realize that the things that you're supposed to do like praise him and all the other things, but in this instance, that's what we're talking about, praising. Um, we praise him just be, the same reason you praise your child, because you love him. And it really it doesn't make sense to praise someone uh, that you don't love. That's what you would call a brown noser, and that's not cool. Nobody likes brown nosers. <laughs> make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you in. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know the Lord is God. He made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. For, yeah. that's, that's what why. you're doing it for. That's what you're doing it for. Because he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Beautiful. Yes, that was absolutely beautiful, wasn't it? It was a song. <laughs> it was a song. 
It, it was a joyful it noise to same. me. It, it was a joyful no, noise to me. It doesn't say. It doesn't say make on pitch noise to the Lord. And yeah, that's actually a really important thing to point out. By yeah, the way. actually, is something we don't need to miss. Uh, you don't have to be skilled no. to praise God. It does ask you to play these instruments and all this in Psalm one fifty. Uh, it doesn't. If you're not good, may not be best you to. It may not be best to be the one pl- playing. God. There's something that I don't know if it's a problem in everybody else's church, but in our church, everyone always wants to be on the praise team because they think that that's how they're going to praise God. But no, as a matter of fact, it's easier to praise God when you're not on the praise team. Because then you don't got pressure. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. then it's not about performance. Yeah. And that's the, one of the biggest things. That's one of the biggest hindrances to a worship leader or someone on the praise team or even a musician is that you can easily get caught up in the performance part of it instead of the worship part of it. When in reality, as long as you're anointed, if you sound like nails on a chalkboard, you're better than the most talented person in the world without anointing yeah that's something i've heard uh brother aaron bounce say before is he talked about how he'd rather have someone singing on his platform that wasn't necessarily super good than someone that went out and practiced and listened to worldly music to get better he'd rather have someone on his praise team who was true and devout than someone who went out and listen to all these other worldly singers or worldly musicians to try to contract skill from them, he'd rather have someone that's contracting skill and talent from anointing because that's God's intention. Is he gives us the power and he gives us the key to unlock it. We just got to seek it out. And if we try to seek it out in worldly music, the worldly musicians and practicing like that, you're probably never going to get that's there. That's when and if you it do, becomes performance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what it's about. No. Note this. The one that ends up uh, in the parable of the talents that Jesus gave, the one who ends up getting more and more is the one who used more to glorify. And the one purpose you got to realize is that they, in the parable of the talents, he gives one, five, one, two, one guy, one. He gives one guy one, one guy two, and okay, one guy on. five. So one it. guy, one talent. Yeah. Another guy, five two, ta- talent. two talents. And another one five. And another one five yes. talents. Yes. But uh, when it comes down to it, the guy who received only one, instead of using his one, he buries it. And the one that used all of his five talents up... <laughs> The one man that used all of his five talents up but multiplied it for the purpose of profiting his master, he ended up being given what the one guy didn't use. Yeah. So when you refuse to use what you've been given, you will end up losing even what you have. Yeah, true. So if you want to be... If you want to be more talented, use what you do have, and God will bless you with more. Yeah. Even if you're not necessarily... Even if that's not your motivation. And it doesn't need to be your motivation. Your motivation needs to be, here it is, Master, this is all that I have, and I'm giving it to you. That's good. Yeah, like, uh, 
I, I heard in a uh, podcast not that long ago, uh, Brother David Jennings, he was kind of talking about how in his church, when he really felt the burden to learn music in this podcast, he talked about how most of the musicians in his church were, you know, uh, older, and he began to wonder what would happen if they had left for some reason, who would be there to fill the shoes of those musicians, and he got a burden and went to prayer, and that's when he really got, uh, from this podcast, I heard that's when he really got his uh, burden for music and praise ministry, and you know, that, that could be another reason uh, to invest your talent is because, you know, what's going to happen one day? Uh, Bethany breaks both her hands. Like she did her foot. <laughs> I'm just a, like I, she did that In a random foot. scenario, or Bethany's <laughs> off, you know, preaching a music conference much in Africa. <laughs> and, That's much better. And pastor's off, uh, you know, like life, life apostolic or something, teaching... And who's going to play on, piano? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not that Life Apostolic isn't great, but how come I get Africa <laughs> and our pastor gets Life Apostolic? No, well, that, that's not the point. <laughs> Life Apostolic's an awesome church, okay? It's, it's not a whole country, though. Okay, I just said in Africa. It could be like four people you're talking okay. to. Okay, all right. All right. Go ahead. Small missions, so let me keep, let me keep aim going. Go ahead. <laughs> She's going to small you know, aimer conference. Who, who is going to be there to play the piano for our worship service? That's when we need Texas. people. There actually will be no one because yeah, assuming you're with me, there yeah, wouldn't I'll be, be anyone. She's not going to go Africa without me. <laughs> Unless I'm somewhere else. But that's you that's really get the vacation time. Yeah, that's really the weight of the scenario in that situation. Is if God has given you even just the ability to have beat and you can clap on time, that's something that you should invest. That's something that a lot of people don't actually. That's have. something that you should invest. That's something because that I can go did not anywhere. have. When I beat did not come to me naturally. I didn't have it. So if you are naturally one of those babies that taps their foot on beat, you should do something with it. Yeah. And there's been like that's that one talent you don't bury it in the ground. Yeah, there's yeah. been very many people that have come through the church and been very interested in piano lessons, and have come and shown talent to Bethany, you know. But then they've gone off and done their own thing. And you know, if I can encourage you, like Zach, just come on. Zach, you can play. He's musically talented. Zach, you can play the drums. You can play the bass. You can play the guitar. You've got to invest those talents because I want to see you up there playing. I want to see you playing the drums. I, I want to be able to play the bass and sing and stuff. I, I want to be able to just do whatever else God wants me to do. And I want to see you up there filling those extra positions because in this time we need to invest those talents that God has given us because that that's why we're here. That's why you've, honestly, you've, you've got good talent and I want to see it invested properly. So Yeah. Uh Something Court Chavis said was this, all music is worship. All music is worship because it's the only thing on earth that wasn't made on earth. And we need to realize that in the power of music, which is seems to be one of the primary motivations of praise, because it was invented as praise by God, Mm-hmm. And his, he, the angel, it's how the angels worshipped, and it's what the devil was in charge of before he became the devil. Mm-hmm. 
was he was in charge of worship. He was in charge of that. And then when he got cast down, God said, I want something else to reflect my glory. So he made something in his image and gave it that ability to do that praise, to do that worship. Because even those birds singing in the background are doing it because it's instinct. Yeah. But with us, we instinctually, most people like music in some form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've not really met too many people that do not like music. Well, I mean, you may not sing much, but it, it's you're hard-pressed to find someone who doesn't at least tap a finger when a song comes on in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of the time, if there's anyone uh, that doesn't naturally react to music in some way, they're actually, they're usually suppressing it because there's something else they're either thinking about something else and it's not registering in their mind or uh, they're sitting in a church service refusing to move because they are being rebellious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the suppressing in their mind, I mean, even if you've got or that guy not who's... not even just being rebellious or they're just, they're shy. So yeah. something's keeping what them I'm, from... What I'm thinking is, uh, imagine the guy who's a heavy metal rocker whose girlfriend manage to drag him to the ballet that's the type same that's the same thing yeah that's the same principle there who's like oh this is dumb is the same reaction because we've had people who oh they're fine with christian rap but they don't like the old-fashioned oh lord my god and then there's me who likes literally all of it yeah yeah it's the same thing. So everyone's got something. I, 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 it's odd to me whenever I hear someone say, "Oh man, I heard this awesome song the other day," and I suddenly realize, "Oh, that's the song you mean." And they're meaning a they're meaning a rap song or something like that. I'm like, when I hear I heard this awesome song the other day, my typical picture is is not a rap. It's just not my personality. Yeah, that's me. But that's just. That's not That's true. just so, my personality. That I was confused by your statement just then because if someone said they heard an awesome song the other day and it was a rap, I didn't I was lost because I did I was waiting for you to get to your point because I would Yeah, that it's as a not song. my first it's not my first instinct. My first instinct is typically going to be something like the, what pastor told me about uh, this weekend when he said he, that he heard this new song from Nathan and Rachel, well not new but new to him my dance and it was it was very good yeah that's my typical instinct is i'm imagining something that's not someone just belting that out there like in a rap song but yeah. that is a legitimate thing yeah we you're, you're everywhere you go you're receptive to music whether you like to believe it or not whether it's music you want to listen to if it's out there nine times out of ten it's going through your ears, and whether you're actually thinking and consciously picking it up in your in your mind, that's going into your brain, no matter no matter if you want it to or not. And uh, there's a message actually, Corchavis preaches that we've been encouraged I got many that. times. Yeah, I figured you would have that. Where I got that. that, all music is worship. It's the only thing yeah. on earth that wasn't made on earth. Yeah. Trojan horse. Yeah, and yeah. like music, like the way Corchavis, I'm pretty sure the word he actually used. Brother Cortevis said was music violates you and that that can be you know taken actually in that negative connotation in which you could be in a gas station and hear a song with you know cussing or you know you know 
whatever else you may not like about. There's this one song uh, that has absolutely one of the most catchy beats, and it just every time it's like the hit. Every other word is a cuss word, yeah. and I'm just like, I I get stuck in my head, and it's just like at work. You mean no, not at work. Room? It's from I. I it's old. <laughs> oh. It's it's a little older. It's not one that, and it's completely and totally out of the style of the guys at work. It's not a country song, <laughs> <laughs> but well, that's just yeah. how it is. Even if you don't want to hear it, that stuff gets they stuck put in it your in a, brain. They that... put it in a Christian movie recently where they bleeped out it, bleeped oh, it out, okay. and I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, that's I know what you're that's so about. weird not hearing oh, it because okay. you're tempted to hear it. I know what it was. Uh, I, don't, I know what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna um, mention what it is. Yeah, and but, that's something else that uh, I think is. A spiritual aspect to music is that once you hear a song, it it's in your head forever. It I can, mean, like, not if you just listen to it once and you never heard it again, but, like, if at some point you listen to this song, you're going to be able, and listen to it enough to know the words, you're going to be able to remember at least some of the words ten years down the road just because that's how music works. And the, I think that's probably something spiritual. There was because, a... Um, sorry. On, I'm not done. <laughs> because, um... There's been many times when, because um, I used to listen to all kinds of music that I shouldn't have listened to, and uh, there's all kinds of times, like, I'd be in a great state of mind walking down, not even because I heard the song, walk down the road and see, like, a bird, and that bird reminds me of something in the song, and then for the next week and a half, I have a song stuck in my head that I shouldn't even know. Yeah. Uh, there was a man who was at junior camp, and they played a parody song of a worldly song. They played several of them. It was just their like preferred thing. Yeah. It was like an 80s song or something like that, an 80s parody. And they're like, I don't like that they played that because it's bringing up old memories that I'm not supposed to be living in. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it's reminding me of what I used to be, and I'm wanting to sing that song. I, I, <laughs> they I were upset about it, genuinely mm -hmm. very upset. Yeah. I, I I've tried playing some of those parody songs before with some people and they're just like oh and they just start singing the other one and I'm like, oh, why did I even turn this on? Yeah, yeah. sometimes that's all you <laughs> can hear because you've heard times, the other things so and a many lot of times. times um on parody songs like that, growing up I had no idea what the real one was. Yeah. So like I didn't even realize it was a parody song. I remember one time at VBS and I was like probably older than ten. I don't know. I was young. I was younger. And we turned on um, one of the 80s ones. And some kids started singing the regular song, and I was like, those aren't the words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's just one thing that we're talking about is is we're all receptive to music in many different ways, and that's why we have to figure out ways to guard ourselves. And one thing you can do is control what you listen to. Because, however, you may not be able to control what they're playing at a gas station or at McDonald's or at Majestic House, or, or wherever Majestic you go. House. They're playing music, but when you're in your own time, and you've got your phone, and you've got millions of songs on Apple Music to listen to, control what you listen to. Have discipline in your playlists. Because even though that song at McDonald's may make you want to go off and listen to the rest of that playlist or the rest of that album, you need to have control in which that you go back to your, to your Apple Music playlists and you choose something that is going to lift your spirits and not just like happy music or whatever makes you feel happy, stuff that glorifies God and stuff that glorifies 
holiness and godliness. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. You need to do what Kanye said when he first came in. So are you a Christian rapper now? I'm a Christian everything. Yeah. Whether he was sincere or not. Whether he was sincere quote. or not, it's a very important yeah. quote. I'm a Christian everything. Every moment, I'm a Christian Spotify listener. I'm a Christian YouTube watcher. I'm a Christian, yeah. You glorify God in your members is what the Bible says. Everything. Yeah. And, that, and just... Just changing what you can control as and what you listen to will just change your outlook on your entire day. There's there's been many times that I'll come into work in the morning and you know I, I'm kind of busy because I'm catching up on some parts I might have messed up or something crazy like that. And I'm just kind of frustrated because I can't get this right or frustrated because somebody's being a butthole or something like that. Um, you know, I finally find that moment where I can go, I can grab my earbuds out of my toolbox you know, and I can play my go-to playlist because the only music I have on my phone is is music that I would be okay to share with everyone right now in the world, and that's typically IBC, Urshan College, stuff like that. And there's that moment every day where I can go, I can finally put my earbuds in, and that music begins to flow in my ears and in my life, and it really will change your day and it will change your mood. That, yeah. That's that's 100% fact. There is... Um... It's important to note, Jesus, uh, when he was speaking to the woman at the well, said that the Father seeketh such to worship him. Who is that such? People who worship in spirit and in truth. Uh, there's a reason Brother Mark Brown recently was saying that we, don't, we need to not have to borrow from the spirits. Even some Christian music is not very Christian sometimes. Just no. because it's played on Caleb don't mean it's truth. Yeah, that's true. Um, I recently saw where one of the more popular Christian bands, one of them recently come out as saying he's now an atheist. I saw that. I saw that. Um, so how long has that been going on? How long has mm -hmm. that been filtering into his lyrics? Mm -hmm. I mean, and <laughs> this might be a little... Oh, okay. This might be a little controversial to some Christians, but um, I think that you should pay attention to what the Christian artist believes in, because that can filter into the message that they're sending you, and that can filter into um, even just an attitude of the song that might not even actually just, might even even be the words, but just what it's trying to convey might not actually be biblical. It might sound good, but it might not actually be biblical. Because there's a lot of songs. I, I couldn't name them like right off the top of my head or anything, but there are quite a few songs that I've heard in my lifetime on Caleb or even before church at some places that I don't necessarily think that we should be preaching because... Well, you may notice, right is this to God or is this about your boyfriend? That's that, a lot. Of actually, stuff there on was Caleb recently a, a little, trouble with. There was that's a, not really what I mean, though. There was recently a parody song put out by a comedy group called "The Worship, the Worship song, 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 song Song." This is the chorus. <laughs> We're lifting our voices, yeah. Uh, and then finally, at the end, he throws in this line. Oh wait, we this song is about Jesus. We forgot to mention Jesus. 
this song's about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Because... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think, to some extent, that's not always... No, it's like not what always. what I was referring to, but... Um, but, yeah, there are definitely some songs that have that issue. There's too many of them like that. But I don't think every song like that No, I, I do not believe that for a second. But it is important to know. I'm going to tell you an excellent resource out there right now. Uh, Brittany Scott recently threw together a playlist on Spotify and called it Apostolic Music 2020. There's so many good apostolic written and performed music out there right now yeah. it's a big resurgence coming out and i think one of the things that really triggered it mark was something brown. mark brown said about how we need to quit having to run to those who don't have truth to get our weapon yeah. well and i think that also kind of that kind of makes me think of what happened this weekend with um brother victor jackson he Went to, we're not going to get off the subject and talk about why he was there or anything because uh, Mama said not doctrally correct question mark, and yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Uh, and he went and he preached on the streets of Minneapolis, Minneapolis for a couple of minutes. And I wouldn't say it went viral, but it ended up with, I think, over 200,000 views. On multiple in, social media platforms. On multiple social media platforms in, the, in less than 24 hours. And... Eddie James actually uh, shared his video and said that Victor Jackson was his hero. And I think that's pretty cool. I think that, that is the opposite. That's what Mark is Brown was someone, referring to. That is someone who is a little bit spiritually sensitive recognizing there is something special in this yeah. apostolic man. Zachary Norris said, "Jesus, so Jesus twerking ain't a good idea. Right. <laughs> I, I'd say probably not. Not twerking, but yes, we can dance for God, but let's not twerk. No, if it starts going that far, you probably should start to rethink your motives. <laughs> uh, it's Actually, Brother Brown said this once. He said, you know, back in the day, there was this band, band where they used to, like, they, they thread the needle. <laughs> he said that. He said, I have to be really spiritually... Filling it in the spirit to do that. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, there are several songs we've sung at church that I, we make sure to sung, alter the words a bit sometimes. There's been songs yeah. that I sung at the church back when I was 14 and the praise team leader and wasn't necessarily ready yet that I would never sing at church ever again because I don't agree with what they say anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, and what what I was meaning, like, oh, what it, what is that? You were God, the Lord Most High. One with God, the Lord Most High, is the version that's popular on the radio. The version we sing you know, is, you were that. the God, the Lord Most oh, High. I always yeah. listen to it from IBC, and they're the ones who changed yeah. it, so I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, there are some songs we've altered words to. In fact, uh, there's one on the current IBC uh, album. That they changed the words to. Uh, it goes in the original version, sung by uh, Jason Crabb. If I shout, no, I'm shouting. They changed it to when I shout because it needs to be a for sure thing that when you shout, when so you I run. Like, I like that because that's not even that obvious. Most people wouldn't have even no. thought anything no. about it. He changed that. it. He's like, no, it's not an if. I'm going to shout and I'm going to run. Um, what was I going to say? Hold on. Yeah. Um, I don't remember 
what I was going to say. Okay. Never mind, I but, guess. But, yeah. There's plenty of apostolic music that we can look to, by the way. Yeah. All the way from starting with G.T. Oh, yeah. Haywood, all the way to, uh, from Haywood to Wilson is what I have written down. Starting with G.T. Haywood, ending up with James Wilson. Upper Room Experience. <laughs> yeah, Upper Room Experience. The Magruders actually crossed on into the point where uh, it's one of the few occasions where I know of worldly, uh, of non-apostolics ending up singing apostolic music. It's one of the few occasions. I'm going home with Jesus is apostolic written. Oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> uh, Jason Crabb actually is like, you know, back in the day we used to like to put on, uh, we like to put on this old Magruder's tape. And I was like, yeah, Magruder's, they're apostolic people. They're also hard to find on Apple Music, but I promise you, you can find them on YouTube. In fact, they're in that playlist I shared. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, the now has got albums Southern on there gospel. from, like, the 90s all it's the not way hard. to I this remember, year's album. I remember when it was hard to find apostolic written music very well. It wasn't that long ago. But it's not hard anymore. It's not just IBC and Upper Room Experience. I could keep going on and on and on. There's IBC, there's Upper Room Experience, there's, uh, well, I'm blanking, James Wilson, there's Nathan and Rachel, there's... Uh, I only know of one song. Kristen Hicks. Kristen Hicks is who I was trying to remember her name. There's uh, Texas doesn't like him, but Landry Cantrell. There's um, I'm trying to remember a specific one. And Nathan and Rachel, oh, Draylen Young, Sharon McKee, Brittany Scott, yeah. Eleni Young. It's not hard anymore. Look, That's my point. I'm reading the playlist right now. Anthony and... Trimble. And search Texas Young. Cal Gisande. And I've got like 53 playlists full <laughs> there of Christian There is actually another one. Music. Frankie Taylor. There's another one Jasmine on Corcoran. Apple Music actually that's just called Apostolic Music. And it's this uh, and it's this girl. It says Apostolic Music by and for the Apostolic Church. And it has literally like 450 songs. Autopilot on it. worship, it's Elizabeth like Grace. It's hours long. Infinite worship. There's even one in Spanish on this playlist. Uh, Alet Frias. I've never heard of him, but uh, it is a pretty good song. <laughs> it's in Spanish. This one's only three hours, 46 minutes Mama long. Mama said Bethany Young. Actually, on, uh, she's on that playlist uh, that I that I shared, too. <laughs> how? It's it's a YouTube playlist. Court Chavis. Oh, okay. oh Court Chavis. How did we forget Court Chavis? I don't like... Any of the videos on YouTube, Jacob? <laughs> I was young. There's lots of apps. One was from 2019. You just gotta know what you're searching for. Oh yeah, that one's okay, I guess. <laughs> One was from 2019. Most of them are from like 2015 and before. Yeah, but <laughs> there, there's a thing. We need to put out a response in our services because when we put out the, when we put out our unique method of praise and service, God responds. Because not every church does it the same. Because not every church has the capabilities. Not every church has the finances or the resources to do it the same. Uh, and God respects that. What what Court Chavis said, I heard this today. When the priests give a proclamation, that is, our consecrated worship leaders make a proclamation, then the people give an affirmation when we respond to what's being sung, which is necessary, very important. Mm-hmm. God will give a demonstration. 
his example was when the priests blew the trumpets, the people let out a shout, and then the walls of Jericho fell. And he said that's actually all throughout the Bible. When Peter got up and started preaching, repent and be baptized, the people responded by repenting and being baptized, and God poured out the Holy Ghost. Can't avoid it. She found an animal to bark at. Can't seem to avoid it. All right, but yeah, it's very important. Worship is sacrifice. We have to do something, and it may not always look normal or seem normal. In fact, you know, one of the mo- what's the most common response people have in a church service? Clapping. Put her inside. <laughs> people clap. Do you know there's literally only one verse in the Bible that says, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. In fact, it includes and shout unto God. With a voice of triumph. With a voice of triumph. But that's typically the most response you can get out of some people is clap. Clapping's easy. Because clapping's easy. There's way more verses that say dance before the Lord. There's way more that say sing a new song. That's in at least, that exact verse is in the Bible at least twice. Sing a new song. Uh, So many that say shout for the voice of triumph. There's, but, and there's even a few more than one that say leap. But we get clapping. We need to do so much more than just clap. So much more than just clap. Uh, like Psalm 150 gives you plenty of choices. You're going too slow. There you go. Flip more pages. Psalm 150 gives us way more choices but than our typical boring ones. Praise ye the Lord. Praise him in his sanctuary. But don't just praise him in the sanctuary because if, if all we had to do was praise him in the sanctuary, these past two months would have been very quiet. But no, praise him in the firmament of his power. Where is the firmament of his power? That's everywhere. That's the, that's, the <laughs> that, that's everywhere. Um, praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. As great as he is, that's how great your praise needs to be. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. <laughs> praise him with the psaltery and with the harp. Praise him on the stringed instruments. And by the way, that includes pianos. Don't think we left it out, but it also says, praise him with the timbrel and with the dance. Use that tambourine. Dance around. Praise him with stringed instruments and with organs. I don't have an organ. Means keep your body healthy, so. (laughs) Praise him on loud cymbals, Texas, and praise him on high-sounding cymbals. He's good at the loud part. (laughs) Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. That's what these dogs are doing today, by the way. That's what they're doing. (laughs) Being loud is the only skill a drummer needs. That's true. Definitely true. (laughs) But we need radical. We need crazy. I mean, don't go... No, actually, no. Go crazy. I mean, it says let everything be done decently and in order, but in an apostolic Pentecostal church, it is perfectly in order to tie a tie on your head and run around. Maybe not for the women. The running around part, but not the tie. (laughs) I I mean, I guess we could. Steal your boyfriend's tie. It's okay. Yeah, just make sure it's your boyfriend's tie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you take your brother's tie. Actually, wait till you're married to take his tie. That's too far. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. That's but too close. You can take your brother's tie. I mean, Texas told a story a couple weeks ago. I don't know exactly when it was. I think it was in our Holy Ghost episode where he said that Brother Bersati, was it? Yeah. Said to uh, just make yourself, get yourself as high up in the air as you possibly can so you can get close to God. Yeah, and I thought that was crazy. But I was like, actually, that's really simple. And it worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what I heard, brother, um, God, what's his name? I suddenly forgot. I can't read your mind. <laughs> Give me a hint. Brother Holmes. No, brother, brother Victor Holmes. Jackson's youth pastor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so is Harbor. The first I'm thinking about is oh, Timmy Holmes. God. No, he's in like a, uh, but anyway. No. I don't know, brother Keepers Holmes. of the glory. Campitella. Oh, Joe okay. Campitella. Joe Campitella. He said, you know, I believe that if I could pray an hour a day, it would make me like Lee Stone King. So I started doing it. And then God started pulling me to more prayer. That's the same principle in worship. He told another story. He said, you know, one day I hadn't been able to break through in so long. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to worship with everything I got until I physically can't move anymore. And he worshipped all service long through the slow songs, through the preaching, just jumping and waving his arms around. And then finally at the end of service, he's like, God, I've given everything I can. Sat down and then immediately fell out on the floor in the middle of announcements. Nice. He passed <laughs> out or fell out in the spirit? Just fell out in the spirit on okay. the floor. <laughs> I was like, and God gave him that blessing. <laughs> it can happen. Just do something different. Worship is a sacrifice. And Victor Jackson said it in his NAYC 2017 sermon, man measures greatness by what you can get, but God measures it by what you can give up. If you can give up a little bit of physical strength to worship or some vocal cords to sing or shout, God will reward your sacrifice. There is no substitute for obedience. My neck is raw. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's we need to be unified in worship. We need to get our worship out there. We need to just praise the Lord. It is wise to do so. <laughs> Anyone got any questions on praise? Questions. We're open for them. We're outside. Yes. Yeah, we we are outside, but uh, we're about to the end of our episode. So if you've got any questions, this is the time to get them out. Any final words on praise and worship that you got? We feel we just haven't got there yet. Nope. We're outside. Okay, buddy. It's <laughs> like telling people. Nope. No questions. This is the side of our house. Going once. Going twice. Going three times. Okay. <laughs> so, um, finish off, I kind of thought of, there is something special about just being willing to worship. There's something powerful in that, in that willingness that I am not the relevant part of this equation. Uh, that 
you know what, I may not be worth much, but if I can just get myself out there and let God notice me. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that's, not to interrupt you, that's important, um, that's an important part of worship, especially for people who find it hard to worship or to put themselves out there, is faith. Actually believing that it's going to change something. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was wanting to go, is um, blind Bartimaeus, all that he did, the guy that's known simply as blind, blind is his first name. His last name is son of Timaeus, because that's what Bartimaeus means. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like first name blind, name last name Timaeus, last name son of Timaeus. Um but what he's most known for is, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He screamed it all the while with everyone telling him to shut up. But that screaming is what Jesus said, get that man over here. What do you want from me? Anything you want, you can have it. And what, I've, what I think of so much when I think of praise and worship is the reputation of my papal fuller uh, is that he's known for what he used to call getting a case of the can't help it's nice. and where he would just start uh, the other day I was just sitting in his kitchen and I decided to pull and he was kind of filling down so I just kind of pull up a message brother Josh Herring uh, called um there's nothing in your way where he's just talking about the power that you can be filled with the Holy Ghost, nothing stopping you. And he's uh, he's just starts talking about, you know, we got that, talking about how we've got the revelation that there is one God, how we've got the revelation you can be baptized in Jesus' name. And he just start, kind of starts, about halfway through the message, he just goes, lifting his hands up in the air, straight up. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And he's, by the end of that message, just over the course of, that I've got the revelation, I know who God is, and I can praise Him right here in my kitchen. <laughs> that brought a change in his attitude where when I come in, he was filling down. But by the end of that day, when I left, he was excited and happy again. Mm-hmm. And that is what we were talking about from the very beginning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Yep. And if I can tell you one thing, that man, because of that worship, I would believe actually has faith. Yeah. And that that faith started a reputation that has continued on into of this entire huge family of his, where I do not believe that he's got a single. None of his next generation of kids have stepped outside of the truth of this apostolic way. They have, but they came back. And if they have, they have come back. That's the point. I think all of his grandkids are, too. All or most, anyway. <laughs> no, I think it's grandkids. Grandkids, yes. Just maybe maybe some great-grandkids or something like that, but uh, grandkids. that family. You want to keep a legacy of truth... Hold on to every one of these whys, by the way, that we're going to talk about. Hold on to every one of them, and I will say, you will make yourself a legacy. legacy. And that's what we need.
Alright. So, I believe this is it. I think we're going to be done. Uh, Sister Bethany, how about you lead us out in prayer? I was about to sneeze. <laughs> okay. And that didn't happen. Bless you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Why don't you lead us out I look prayer? like... I'm sure in the video I just look completely startled by your question because I was about to sneeze. I really am nervous about it though. I'm always, right. I always clam up when people ask me to sneeze. Alright. You're the worship leader. Oh. Uh, you calling me out. You can do it. No, you're the worship leader. Do this. You don't make any of the other guests do it. I have actually. I've done it. Ricky led us up in prayer. Do it. Just prayer. Pray is easy. Alright, come on. It's not easy out loud when people are listening to me. <laughs> just just please pray a prayer of worship. <laughs> this is gonna be really awkward. Just do it then. <laughs> Dear Lord, we love you. And we pray that you help us to lead a legacy of worship, God. That you would help us to understand why we are in this thing, why we do this thing. And that it is all to glorify your name, Jesus. We love you. We glorify you, God. And we pray that you would give us a revelation of the power of praise. The power of thanksgiving, God. Because we realize that you are good. That your mercy endures forever. And that God... We realize that to be unthankful would be a sin to you, God. We are not unthankful. We are thankful for what you've done for us. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for the testimony that you've given us. And we thank you that you've made us more than overcomers, God. Give us a greater revelation of the power of praise and worship. In Jesus' name we love you, Lord. Amen. Um, there's one last word that I do want to leave you with. Uh, and it's something that I heard recently in, uh, well, not recently, our first youth week. At the end of our first youth week, I had, uh, I thanked everyone who had helped make the week happen, all the way from the preachers to the ones who helped prepare food. And I said, and at the end of that, Brother Micah Narlock got up and he said that this is a very proper way to do things. He, he had heard a quote, I forget who it was by. He said that unthankfulness is worse than revenge. Revenge is returning evil for evil. But unthankfulness returns evil for good. And we need to make sure that we are always thankful to our God. Because to not do so, well that would be worse than revenge. Praise the Lord. We'll talk to you next time.